0: counted four touchdowns on the day on just in this game from her okay parfait. i think she killed it at defensive back Primal. they came out firing long balls from the gate the and she was drafted to play on the u.s national quidditch team wow <laughs> this team is just in beast mode You're listening to the number one podcast for the number one adult flag football league in the world, Tough League, with your hosts, Steve and Din. Join us as we break down all the teams, players, and conferences in the league. So get ready, because it's time for some Tough Talk. We are back here on the Tougher Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Dolan, always joined by Danny Bascom. And man, did we have a good week two of games. Cobras, 4-0. Man.
1: O- only undefeated team in the standings right now.
0: I mean, it was bound to happen when the Cobras faced the Alliance this week. You know, a showdown was coming. They were both 3-0 at that point. And, you know, the Cobras came out on top. The Alliance dropped a you, dropped a bomb of a game, you know, only six points.
1: Yeah. Was Crazy. A, this was a landslide, and, and and looking back on it, I'm very surprised, because the the Alliance, they look really good in this game, and it was definitely very surprising. Before we get too far into it, the giveaway. All right, so last week, we had everybody do their predictions, and you had to guess the tough nine and the tougher winners, and and then um, total points for a specific game. That's right. And there, there was a lot of entries, the top five. Let's talk about the top five entries.
0: So we had, like Danny said, we had a ton of entries this week. We had five entries top predictors this week Uh, the first is Timmy Jacobs he is a referee uh, for Tough Nine and Tough Her And he's also uh, the Mid-City Tough Six Conference Manager So big right. props to him for doing everything he does For the league Then you also had Mario Maldonado Of the Salamanders from Tough Six That's right. Uh, he's I believe their quarterback over there In and, and the Santa Clarita Division That's right, we also had Brian Guerrero Of the Skywalkers nice. uh, Joining in on the fun and, and again he is part of the top five predictors there You had Shannon Johnson who we all know from the swarm, as yeah. well as from, you know, being female leader on the tough six team. Right. And uh, Richard Ortiz of the arc from tough six. Okay. So uh, we had those top five. We had a tie at the top. That's right. Shannon Johnson and Timmy Jacobs. Congratulations. <clears throat> you guys both win a white football. Instead of us giving away one of those next week, we're going to give them both to Timmy and Shannon. So congratulations. Next week, we're going to continue with predictions. All right. And uh, instead of a white football, because we're, we're out of those. So if you are in Tough 9 or Tough Her, you can get $10 towards your player fee. If you're not in Tough 9 and you're in Tough 6, uh, you can also get $10 towards your player fee next season. Yeah, it's a great way to keep the
1: fun going. So again, pick your Tough 9 and your Tough Her Week 3 predictions. We'll have the link set up again and get some money off your player fee. So let's get into the standings again. Like we said, six teams in this division, Week 2 just went underway. Almost all the teams are halfway through their season except for the Mayhem, right, which we'll get into later. And the uh, Cobras lead the pack at 4 and 0, the Alliance coming in second at 3 and 1, the Sirens are breaking even right now at 2 and 2, as well as the Mayhem at 1 and 1. Then the Mustangs drop to 1 and 3 and the Swarm drop to 0 and 4. Crazy. So, yeah, so we got some serious games here and uh we we will start with the Cobras. Cobras versus the Swarm. 53-6. to six. Now this game,
0: Absolutely I want to get into the Cobras. Domination. <laughs> I
1: want to get into the Cobras because this is a little bit of a hot topic now. Due to roster lock, you can, roster lock is now official. You have till the end of game four and before game five. And uh, they brought in some subs for this team on the Cobra. Absolutely dominated. That's really- total, a total domination this week. The Cobras put up 78 points last Sunday alone. In both their games. So, ridiculous, ridiculous scores. The Cobras are looking on paper now. The Cobras that we've seen last week, this is where I get into the hot take. Because the Cobras we seen last week aren't going to be the same Cobras we seen in week one or we're going to see for the rest of the season. Right. They brought in these subs, absolutely dominated, but they're just that. They're in for just that week. They're essentially hired goons. Right. You know, and that's where my hot take comes from. And
0: Right. Right. And, and you know, the Cobras, like Danny said, they absolutely dominated this week. But on the topic of subs, you know, I come in a little bit differently with this stance. You know, obviously... It, tough her is a newer division and getting all of the women to come out and play every single week can be tough you know getting used to that schedule and, and subs are going to make these games what they are and you know I really think that by bringing in these subs and we see it on other teams too this week not right. just the Cobras right, right. you know it helps to keep the games going and keep the the intensity and the competitiveness up
1: and it's certainly better than a forfeit if you're lacking numbers absolutely so look, I, I get it for sure but it's just it, I don't like seeing a team like the week three three Cobras or the week two Cobras that just played this Sunday we're not going to see that team again right so it's almost like it almost doesn't exist so but nevertheless they got them through and and these subs did dominate especially for the Cobras number 12 Jalisa Amazaga she was a beast number three Lizzie Rollins was a beast also and yep. and and number six Melissa Grandma Burger the nickname. Wow. And she dominated big time for the Cobras. Now let's not forget Estella Tham is the number one co- uh, number one quarterback right now. And she looks like it. And she looks like she it. She
0: really does look like it. The the Swarm's defense, you know, obviously they're they're a little bit better than their offense, but they just did not have an answer for no, Estella Tham. No, absolutely
1: not. And and we'll get into the Swarm shortly, but going back to the Cobras, not only got these subs. Coming in and dominating because the the Cobras they were missing a lot of key players. There's uh I, I dare to say you know tied number one receiver with Amber White is number fifteen Nikki Spencer she was missing. Um, Brittany Lanka number five missing
0: one of my favorite players and
1: Vi May yep missing so that's three. Key players missing, but they brought in the, the the B team. Right. And and these girls, I do believe they play in LASN, which is a big co-ed league. And, and me, uh, I like to see that. You know, a lot of players coming into tough. and dom- Even if it is for just one week, it's nice to see that LASN is no joke when it comes to their females. Really. And they dominated. But nevertheless, you know, you had those key players missing and the Cobras still put up big time.
0: I want to talk about Amber White.
1: Domination.
0: I counted four touchdowns on the day on just in this game from her right and you know she is an absolute difference maker on defense she's an absolute difference maker on offense right she is the epitome of a dominant woman football player
1: yeah for sure and the cobras they just they're reeking tougher cup For sure. Because like I said, you know, I I go back to it again. We brought in these subs, but I'm not going to bring them up much. I want to talk about the girls that are going to be there through and throughout from week one to week four. Absolutely. Um, You know, not just uh, Tham to, to Amber White. That is a deadly connection in its own.
0: It really is. But then
1: you do have secondary players making this team big. And it's number 23, Lin Ha. Yep. She's all over the field, be it offense or defense. She's a big foundation to this team, and their center slash rusher, number thirty-two, LaKeisha Hoffman. Yep. So you know you have some serious key players under this. So when when the subs go away, I'm gonna call them the replacements. <laughs> Those don't get me wrong, three awesome players, but we're not gonna see them again. Right. And, and they come see- back, Nikki Spencer, Brittany Lanka, and Vime So,
0: and I'd like to say that. the the subs that they brought in were comparable to the players that they were missing.
1: I agree. I, I agree. If not better, in my opinion. I don't know. Like, we, I didn't get the same too much. You can't right. really compare just by the, the little game film. But nevertheless, they do have key players that aren't subs. Like I said, Lakeisha Hoffman, they have an awesome center in Russia. She yep. put up work. Lynn Ha put up work. I like number 23. I'm watching her a lot. She's standing out in game film and she's complimenting Amber White. Just wait till Nikki Spencer comes back in. And, and yep. this team is just reeking tougher cup.
0: And I want to say this about this team. You know, they obviously dominated the Swarm. They only allowed six points. But that is not, and I repeat, it is not a testament to the Cobra's defense. Right. That is against the Swarm's offense.
1: Let's get into the Swarm here. (sighs) They're 0-4. They're having some serious issues. Breaking my heart. You know, I want to point out one thing on the Swarm as I think they're losing their games on the line, just like it was tough nine. And well, because no, absolutely, they're losing because not only is Shannon's is not the most accurate quarterback, but she's getting pressured beyond belief in both these games. Yeah, and she has no time to make decisions, and they're rushing in. No, no matter what, they've only got one blocker. Right. Lana Carter is their only only line of defense. True. And when when teams like the Cobras and the Mustangs are rushing in two two at a time, and you've only got one person to block two people, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Shannon's definitely losing it there. I want to talk about another sub number forty two, Nikki Mendez. Yes. Another, I think, L A S uh, N, big timer and she put up major work for the Swarm and showed me signs of life she was connecting all day with Shannon and it goes to show that you know you give a top receiver to Shannon and you might see some signs of life but again we're not going to see this girl again so yeah she put up work in week two but they still got two losses and that's it it's back to the drawing board for the Swarm
0: it really sucks to see because 42 obviously gave Shannon that that outlet and that major player on the receiving core one of the Best passes that I've seen Shannon throw in tough her so far came on a massive deep ball to Mendez. And we said it was a touchdown.
1: Yeah, she's got inaccuracies, but there are plays where she's putting the ball right where it needs to go. So, you know, she can be what it needs to be, but it's going to have to be in chemistry. She's going to have to start connecting with her receivers, and she's going to need time in the pocket. Yeah. And it's going to go to their center, number 21, Lana Carter.
0: And I do want to give some props to, you know, one of their mainstays, uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, um, Andy. sarxian oh. sarxian 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 i want to give you know i want to give major props to her because she was a go-to receiver for shannon she needs to work on the drops a little bit but she definitely is the x-factor yeah. receiver for her she's
1: a great short-range receiver is from what i can tell not so great on the deep threats right but number five amy sarxian also number 13 emily pazinger Right. And I'm leaving out who I think is their is the go-to's is number 15, Lindsay Sammons and number 20 Samantha Potter. Right. So like they do have a core receiving group going on here.
0: And and uh, it comes down to drops.
1: Yeah. And- no big time. And and inaccuracy on Shannon's part because yes, True. either half the plays are drops or half the plays are bad throws. Right, you know what I mean,
0: and it just it, it it sucks for Shannon because if if she did have receivers that were catching the ball, right. she'd be you know a fifty percent, sixty percent quarterback, right, exactly. So. And so you know it comes down to to just the the basic skills, right, and you know hopefully they can pick it up and and come together as a team.
1: And, and my deal too is like their defense, they're still rushing two, rushing three, right. and when and you're rushing three and and there's only one person. On the offense that's guarding them.
0: You have two open receivers.
1: You have two open receivers and three people rushing in and you're still not getting sacks. I mean, that's a big deal. Really? When it's three on one and you're still not getting a sack and and the quarterback's still getting balls out, it's, it's a problem.
0: It really is. It so. really is. So obviously, we want to see the swarm do a little bit better protecting Shannon. We want to see them doing better on their rush, and and we want to see the receivers stop dropping passes. Right. And, and if they can put all that together, they actually are a decent team.
1: Right. But you know, as far as, as week two, they lost to the Cobras by fifty points. Ugh. that's a big deal. It really is. So, and this and this weekend's do or die for them.
0: It really is. They, they the, have to if they want to get to five hundred, they have to win.
1: And they only have one game upcoming this Sunday against the Sirens. Now, I mean, sirens are looking. Oh, they're looking pretty good. They're two and two, but right. ex- they're exactly, they're two and two. They're middling right now. So they either used- the sirens are going to put up or shut up.
0: And the sirens did beat the swarm in week one,
1: right? No, of course, and not, not to mention eighteen to zero. So it wasn't right. even a crazy blowout.
0: It wasn't a crazy blowout, but the the swarm did not right. record a point. And I think we can see the same thing again. The sirens' defense is is a. A dominant force right
1: now and, and i hate to say it but the swarm's gonna be without this sub number 42 nick uh nikki spencer i mean i'm
0: nikki mendez nikki
1: mendez right and without her i mean that was the signs of life we were looking for i wish we could be talking about her more often but
0: maybe if, they bring in somebody else roster lock is next week
1: that, that's right so it, whoever you have in for game five is must finish the season with so if you're not on that roster it's game five so We'll see. It's do or die next week for them. But the next game, let's move it on. Cobra's Alliance.
0: Oh, game man. Game
1: of the week.
0: By far, hands down. This was... and It's unfortunate that this game turned out to be 25-6. to six.
1: Yeah, I mean, and looking at game film, if you didn't tell me the score, I wouldn't even have any idea that they lost so bad. <laughs> the Alliance has some serious superstars that are emerging so far. They really do. I haven't seen her. We talked about her last week, number 10. She's still a beast. She's still a beast. Number 11, Shelly Peterson. And number 35, Shannon Willis.
0: 11, the- Peterson was an absolute deep threat monster.
1: For sure. And I like the Alliance's center in Russia. Number 25, Andrea Bautros. She was doing work on both defense and offense. These and not and of course led by Liz Casale, who's the number 2 quarterback right now. So like on paper this team's looking really good, but yet they got shut out by the Covers.
0: Not to mention Estella Tham and Liz Casale throw the two prettiest long balls yeah. out of anybody in tough and you know I think Estella Tham came out on top here. Yeah. And it's because of the monster that is Amber White.
1: Right. I think that you know, the Alliance, they have, I think, I would almost go as far as to say they have a better th- uh, deep threat receiver core. I see yep. a lot of deep passes being made. And a lot of teams that are like um, in tougher, if you're throwing deep balls, odds are they're not catching it. And yep. the Alliance is definitely killing deep passes. The Cobras aren't as deep. They're making plays left and right. It could be argued, absolutely. I see yep. the look on your face. That could, <laughs> could absolutely be argued. But.
0: And the reason I would argue it, and just, just to make a point, is that you know those three receivers that they were missing this week, Brittany Longcott is one of the deep receivers. Right. And I'll they were missing in this game. I'll give you that. And so, you know, one thing I noticed about Estella Tham in both games this week is they came out firing long balls. From the gate. The first couple of plays were deep shots. Yeah. And so they have no fear when it comes to that. Now, neither does Liz Casale, but I think Estella ha- Tham has a little more accuracy on her ball.
1: I'll give you that. But I will argue the Alliance, they've got a serious deep. I, now, I did mention 11 Shelley Peterson, 35 Shannon Willis. I didn't mention number 13 Kelby Jones. Oh. Number 13 Kelby Jones, she put up a serious deep catch. Really? That I could, a lot of even tough six men aren't making. So. Gotta, I got to give Jones credit where that's due. I'd make and number Hench. seven, Chelsea Pence. So I just named off four receivers, seven Pence, 35 Willis, 13 Jones, and 11 Peterson. I mean, and then you top it all off with a fifth in Avancina. Right. So like this is a serious core and I don't know. They're going to have to bring things back. They're just three and one. It's nothing, nothing crazy. Next week, they do have quite a matchup going against the Mayhem and the Mustangs. So... We'll see if they bring it back, and I'm very excited to see what the Alliance does. They're looking like a cool team. They might be my favorites because, you know, obviously I want to say Cobras, but the Cobras would just be my favorites because they're dominating. But as far as, like, uh, you know, superstars and chemistry and, and how they look on the field, I really like the Alliance's setup.
0: I'm I'm hoping that you know uh, again my favorite player in tough her right now is Brittany Longkaw. I hope she comes back you know to this team. I don't know what her status was this week or why she wasn't in there, but I hope she comes back because that that is the reason I like watching the Cobras.
1: I know. So Alliance twenty five six Cobras really put a stamp and said we're the dominant team in this league. Yep, and we'll see the Alliance is going to have to make a comeback and and
0: and that stamp was Amber White's name. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. She, I, I just want to give her the props one more time for this particular game. She was an absolute beast on defense. Yeah, uh, big picking time. Picking off Liz Casale. Big time. And, you know, one person we talked about earlier, the sub Liz Rollins, mm-hmm. she made her imprint on this game too.
1: Yeah. But next week, like you said, they'll go back they'll get back Lanka, they'll get back Nikki Spencer. And my And my. And, and I think they're going to be, you know, Really in contendership, they're playing the Mayhem and the Mustangs next week, so you might very well see this team go six and zero. You could. Are we looking at the tide of tougher, maybe, maybe. Like I said, though, week one and week three Cobras are different from week two Cobras, but nevertheless, like you said, those subs were very comparable, so I don't, I don't expect much of a difference. Me neither. You know, Mustangs, Sirens. Now the Mustangs drop to one and three, and the Sirens are down to two and two this was a good good game okay now the Uh, mustangs six points six points difference
0: true it was a good game you know on paper but watching this game i i was not thrilled with the the gameplay i don't know why i don't know what it was maybe it was because it was the last game that i watched you know out of all the games this weekend maybe i was just burnt out a little bit but this game it, it didn't excite me to the level that some of the others did
1: you know, but the sirens, nevertheless, they're they're putting in some serious work.
0: I love watching their defense.
1: The sirens, yeah, they're stepping up, and and the sirens are emerging their offense too. We had said that they got to tighten up their receiver core, and I think they're just, they're doing just that this week.
0: Katrina Nicholson Katrina and
1: and Taryn Courage, number six. Yep, and not to mention uh, number seven, Diane. Yep. She's
0: killing it too. So I mean, you've got stars emerging. I think I think they're doing a good job. And speaking of Diane, I wrote her down for being a big time player on both sides of the ball. Right.
1: And and you know what? I'll I'll even reverse that too and and uh number 14 Chris Agosnel. She I think she killed it at a defensive back. Absolutely. They've got teams and and not to mention their center Chris Brannon. Yep. You know, they the Sirens are looking good, but the story of the Sirens here is the quarterback situation. Now, Kager reached out to us. He's the coach of the Sirens. Yep. This is what he had to say about heading in in a week three. The offense is not where it needs to be with the talent on this roster. Simple situational mistakes must be corrected soon, and adjustments will be made if needed. This is a team that seems focused, and they and in order to be tougher champions, you're going to need a top level quarterback, and they're not seeing it out of Joe and Davenport.
0: You know, they could be making a permanent change at quarterback come next week. Annie Papadellis could be coming in to play quarterback in replacement of Joey Davenport who would move out to more of a tight end position and it could be a game changer for the Sirens. Yeah,
1: because they're, you know, she's just not getting the job done. She's not a bad quarterback, but she's not reading the field. There's more inaccuracies than accuracies. And when you've got, uh, you know, their their receiver core is emerging and you need a quarterback that's going to keep up with these players. And what they did in one of the games is they even pulled Davenport out for a little bit and replaced her. With yet another sub, Vanessa, go, oh, go! And this girl, <laughs> she did
0: work, but she's not going to be their permanent quarterback. I'm very sad about this. I w- I hope that she comes back to tough her next season. The- this girl had some game in her. She's definitely a decent quarterback. Not to mention me being a big Harry Potter nerd. She was. You know she went to UCLA and she was drafted to play on the US national Quidditch team wow <laughs> I mean that's again Quidditch is Harry Potter and that's a
1: big deal for if you're in Harry Potter that's a
0: big deal that is a huge deal she yeah. went to go play overseas in Europe which yeah, is actually, yeah, that's a big deal and that game the game of Quidditch requires you to be able to catch the ball throw the ball and and really you know have the skills that you would need at quarterback
1: and that would have been awesome to see that transferred into flag football which
0: we know? did see a little bit
1: of right right no exactly but never. nevertheless Nevertheless, she was a sub. Yep. I'm sorry to say, Steven. You you won't be talking quidditch all the time. She would have been my
0: new favorite player. Yeah. But nevertheless,
1: that leaves the sirens with the quarterback decision.
0: I you know, if Annie Papadellis has any sort of accuracy, you know, if she can get to, you know, sixty five percent accuracy on her passes. You know, it could really elevate the Sirens game to another level that we haven't seen yet. Right. No, I agreed. Speaking of the Sirens, you know, they they did play another game this week. It was against the Alliance. Liz Gasale came out firing again. And unfortunately, the Sirens weren't able to pull this one out. But this is the game that we saw go come in at quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's right, and you know we were talking alliance before, and I think mean, of all those superstars that are seem to be emerging here. I I, I forgot to leave out number four, their rusher and center, uh, Melissa Schaefer. Yep, this girl, you know, I I had mentioned uh, number twenty five, Andrea Bautros, mm-hmm. and she teamed up with Melissa Schaefer, and and Schaefer did some serious work, defense and offense. She, I mean, this team is just in beast mode, and I and I. I can't say enough good things. They were too much for the Sirens. And I think that it's going to continue to prove that Alliance and Cobras are going to be in the tougher cup. They are the teams to beat but you're gonna have a battle between the mayhem and the and the the sirens
0: and the mayhem we've only seen two games out of so we're you know obviously we're a little behind on what they can really do right but we'll see that next week and
1: in their triple header no less triple header we'll so talk that about that e- coming yeah. up on the preview no but in this game alliance sirens definitely did work obviously the league lowdown comes out with the recap so it'll be out this week we're not the only form of media the league lowdown does a great job of recapping each and every game
0: Eric R Norris is an absolute professional at what he does and he does a great job breaking down the games i do want to say as you were saying about uh, uh schaefer on the alliance her and chelsea pence were doing work yeah, coming time. off the block catching passes and as we said before chelsea pence can go out wide yeah so it, again, again to my deep force. Threat,
1: i'd said they have a really really good deep threat and that's very rare from what i see so far in tougher
0: to talk about the sirens in this game you know we were talking about them and their defense is good you know uh Obviously, they lost this game, which is, I think, more of a testament to their offensive woes than their yeah. defensive. And you know, we we look to see that hopefully fixed next week. This game came down to just the the sirens being outplayed, and and it was unfortunate. I know Joey Davenport got picked a few times, which puts. puts excuse me which put the alliance in good field position which could have contributed to the 34 to 12 score
1: yeah and you know Davenport's got a big deal this is her last straw coming in at quarterback here it really they're is. gonna make that change if she doesn't put up this week so yep I think that you're gonna see either you know put up or shut up time yep. they'll they're gonna play the mayhem they're gonna play this swarm they may or may not have an easy week But they did. They're 2-2, and and I can't wait to see what they do in Week 3. The last game we're going to talk about is the Mustangs and the Swarm. Mustangs came and blew out the Swarm, but at least the the Swarm finally put up more than two touchdowns in a
0: game. That's right. Some signs of life. One of the big reasons that the Mustangs came in and and blew this team out was Jonah Shao. She is an absolute beast at quarterback, and the biggest player on the team— is number six, which I don't have a name for.
1: Uh, number six, yeah, she's uh, the newest addition to the Mustangs. Rachel, I don't, I don't have a full name yet. The newest addition, Rachel, number six, is an absolute speedster. She destroyed, she destroyed this weekend, and that's just what the Mustangs needed to get out of a one and three rut. And you know, compared with players like number twenty-two Nadia Lowe, the mm-hmm. Mustangs got some players and a leading quarterback like Jonah Chow. Yep. Uh, the Mustangs could make a
0: return. It's not too late. It really is not. And and you know, the Mustangs could definitely put up some work next week. You know, obviously they lost to the Sirens but by only a touchdown and and they really are still in it.
1: You're absolutely right. So, I think they could make a comeback. It's going to be do or die week for some of these teams in, in in week 3. Yep. Let's get into this let's get into the prediction time.
0: Yeah. Let's let's run through these next week's games. All right. Lots of games next week.
1: Sirens and Mayhem
0: Again, we don't know too much about the Mayhem. Both these teams are 500. I'm going to give it to the Sirens on the account that they probably make a change at quarterback.
1: Interesting. I, I'm i going to say Mayhem. I think number 24, Bianca Nunez, their quarterback, Desiree Ortega, I think they're going to get it done.
0: The Sirens' defense, though. I don't know, man. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely right. We'll see. We'll see. $5? $5. Let's you, do it. You got five on the Sirens. I got, got five on the Mayhem. Got to win my money back oh, from the top nine. All right, all right. The 4-0 Cobras versus the Mayhem. They're gonna make a five and zero oh or what?
0: Yeah, I got it. I agree
1: for sure. They're I too mean, good right now. If the mayhem pulls off this upset, that's gonna skyrocket the fact that the cobras ain't the only game in town. That's true. You know,
0: the the one team that beats the cobras is gonna show the league they have weakness.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, it happened to the alliance when the cobras beat them this week. So it it, it would show that you know alliance, uh, sirens, and mayhem are in the mix, and which one of those three will go to face the cobras.
0: Or the Sirens. Or you said the Sirens. Yeah, right. Coaches. One of those three. So <laughs> all right. brings
1: me to the next game. Swarm Sirens. You think the Swarm's going to get it together?
0: Not against the Sirens. I, I Their defense is too good. I hate and to say it Shannon too. Shannon Johnson's not an accurate enough quarterback. I hate to
1: say it too. Mayhem Alliance. <laughs> the 3-1 Alliance. Are they going to continue their hot streak or is it going to be the start of a downfall? This will be a good game. It will be. This it, is going to be a really good game.
0: I'm in, and unfortunately, the mayhem have to come back after being off a bye and playing three of the top teams in the exactly, league. Exactly, yeah. And so, you know, this particular game, I'm going to give it to the alliance. I think the mayhem only come out with one win, which would put them at two and three.
1: Yeah, same. I think the alliance, like I said, they've just got superstar after superstar from what I see in the two weeks that they have been playing, and I think they're they're going to be in top contendership. No, no doubt. So. And then the Cobras have a second game, Cobras-Mustangs. Cobra, now, the Mustangs are 1-3. If they want to get out of this rut, they've got to play the top two teams this Sunday. Yep. Cobras and Alliance. So I think this is do-or-die week for the Mustangs, big time.
0: I think that they – so those are our last two games, Cobras-Mustangs, Alliance-Mustangs. I'm going Cobras to win, make it 6-0, and but mm-hmm. I'm taking Mustangs to beat the Alliance.
1: Wow, interesting. Yep. I agree there with the Cobras. I think they're going to go 6-0. and the Alliance, this is the team I'm rooting for. I, I'm starting to like this team a lot. But I also like an underdog story. The Mustangs need to win this. That would put them at two and four. Yep. Which is still not gonna fly, but it's a start, you know what I mean, heading into the last week. So right. I don't think so. I think the Alliance is going five and one. Five
0: and one. Ooh, that's gonna be a good game. I, I, I think Jonah Chow can get it done. You want to do five dollars on that? See
1: if we can double or nothing here? Let's do it. All right, I got five on Alliance. You got five on Mustangs. Yep.
0: So you are taking sirens and Mustangs. Yep. All right, sirens and Mustangs. I am taking mayhem and Alliance. We'll see what happens with those two games, and you know, obviously, all of these games will be played this Sunday for tough her.
1: That's right. And get you, get your predictions in. Predict yep. all of these games along with the tough nine games. Again, Shannon and Timmy Jacobs one. The last two white footballs. So now we're going back to if you win the prediction contest every week, it's going to be a ten dollars credit towards your player fee. Whether That's it's right. if you already paid your player fee, it rolls over to the next season. It's all automatic. So yep, get those predictions in, and we'll announce the top five winners, uh, the top five you know contestants next week, and show you the winner. It's gonna yeah. be awesome. I can't wait for week three.
0: Yeah, I. I am super excited for week three. Uh, Again, that's coming this Sunday. All those games will be played out at the Mid-City Field. And uh, until next week on Wednesday for the Tough Talk Podcast, or Tough Her Talk Podcast, I'm your host, Stephen Dollin, always joined by Danny Bascom.